Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Friday, we've got it through another week of this insane uh, daily vlog machine that I've been undertaking for the last nearly two years. We're coming up to, in about June, I think it's two years. Crazy. Um, oh no, a year and a half. 444 episodes. Uh, never thought I'd get that far. And uh, I'll just turn this down a bit. Yeah, pretty insane and, and still enjoying it. Uh, I think I've got a, I get a bit of a, it's a bit of a habit now, so it's good. It keeps, keeps your mind active, keeps everything going, and it's great to sort of catch up and hear from you guys. So anything you want to know about or anything at all, questions, queries, whack them below in the comments and only too happy to try and assist and help out or do some research on. It's always good to know what uh, the audience is uh, watching or doing and gives me a chance to find out something new. I'm always into new information. It's always good. Um, good news, videos going, well, the videos, I'm starting the video tonight. Uh, all the photos done, finally got it knocked down to, I think about 18 or 19 photos from 410 originals. Uh, obviously a lot of them are focus stacked and bits and pieces and uh, HDR stuff, bracketed stuff. But 410 down 18, uh, you can see why it takes me a long time. And I've got, uh, I think I've got some really good photos in there. Some, uh, some iPhones progressing really well because I'm using that to video as well. It's always out and handy. So on the run in using that raw format, uh, Apple raw, I'm getting some really good photos and stuff I can actually edit. So makes a big difference that raw. So that's pretty cool. Uh, some nice DJI shots now. I've got the Mini 2 as well. This is coming into the into the mix, the Mini 2. And you're going to see a lot more of that. As I've said to you, it's a fantastic beast. And it's uh, you're going to see a hell of a lot more of what that can do over the next few, well, in the next few months, I guess, because I've got a ton of footage in regards to that. So you can definitely see how it works in the real world and what it can do. And it can do some amazing stuff. So very, very cool. Um, big shout out to Ken Heron before I forget. I uh, was watching the TNL show, which happens every Friday uh, in the States. It's their night show for or the Thursday night show. It's Friday morning for us. Uh, I was lucky enough to be picked as a winner for one of these prizes, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so I've got some, some more filters, some free world filters coming. So that's always handy for us photographers and drone and stuff. So I use free well on the Mini 2 and they're really, really good. Um, so now I might might be able to, I think, get a nice uh, CPL magnetic one for the camera to try one of those magnetic filters out. That might be quite handy to check out for something different. Uh, have been looking at them for a while. Just need Nissi to make a set. That'll be pretty cool as well. Um, I use Nissi for most of my camera stuff. Um, it'd be nice if they did a magnetic set. Uh, that'd be pretty darn cool. That way it can, yeah, be very nice. But yeah, thanks to Ken. That's always good. Uh, it was a really fun, fun show. Interesting show. He had his ex-wife on there. Uh, she's a health expert, so she was on there, not into drones or anything, but she's actually really did a really good job. Um, pretty good to see a couple of mature people just get along with life and doing things and become friends again after obviously some issues in the past. But uh, yeah, look, it was a great show. There was a heap of people on there. It was a lot of fun. So if you haven't, if you're getting into drones and you want a show to learn about drones and all about the, the hobby and the pursuits, I can wholeheartedly recommend uh, Ken Heron. Uh, I think it's Ken Heron 
aerial photography, but Ken Heron, just Google that on YouTube. And the other one is Captain Drone. Go and check out those two for drones. If they don't have the information, they're pretty much the two authorities that cover 99% of what's happening in the drone world. So it's always good. And they're honest, uh, honest down to earth people that will give you the full gist. So definitely worth checking out. So that was pretty cool today. Now some, some, some a bit weird news. Um, uh, Canon Room has chucked up, a, sort of looked, it was a, it's only a CR, CR, just a basic one. It's not a finalized rumor. It's just a unauthenticated rumor. None of these sort of things. He's, he's been given a bit of stuff, a bit of info on the R1 that's coming. Um, these specs, please take it with a grain of salt. And it's what they've said on Canon Rumors. It's like by nowhere means uh, legit, 100% legit. There's some things in there that I'm going to talk about which are pretty insanity if they are true. But if any, with all rumors, there's always a, a smidge of, of truth. And I'd like to think that if anything of this comes true, this camera is going to be absolutely insane. So I'm just going to run through the specs and we'll talk about what I think about it at the end of it. So let's get into it. Now, 85 megapixel global shutter CMOS sensor. Look, global shutter has been talked about for a bit. That's possible, 85 megapixel. For the R1, it's, it's, it's going to be a pro-level camera. They're not really into big files. They're into getting shots like at the Olympics and sporting events. Lots of 20 megapixels like the 1DX3. That's only 24 megapixel, I think, or 20 megapixel. It's all, it's all about JPEGs and, and getting the stuff to the to the ad agency or to the newspapers really quick to get it in there. They're not worried about picture-perfect, fine details. It's just getting the story out. So 85 megapixel, maybe, maybe not, but if it is, that's friggin' insanity. Uh, insane. 85 megapixels, 20 frames a second. Obviously, it's, it's mirrorless. It's not going to be mechanical. No more mechanical shutter. Uh, 21 megapixel. 40 frames a second. So it drops down basically half or yeah, a, a quarter and lets you do 40 frames a second. So that's insane. So 21 megapixels, we talked about the 1DX at 20. So there's your, there's your sports photographers. So this is gonna cover, could cut possibly if this works, landscape and your pro level all in one camera. Just insane. So 21 pixel, 40 frames a second. That's crazy, crazy and unlimited continuous shooting. No buffer, no nothing, unlimited to your whatever storage card they put in this. I'm hopeful they're smart enough to put an SSD so you can just plug a one terabyte SSD straight in the side or a two terabyte and record straight to your SSD. That would be perfect because then you can just plug it straight to your computer and upload it straight to the web. That would be heaps better, um, especially if you're pumping out 85 megapixel shots and. Yeah, or 40 frames at 21 megapixels. That's do the math. That's pretty insane. So um, that's pretty awesome. Possible, I guess. Is it going to happen? Again, this is a grain of salt sort of stuff, but pretty wild to sort of think about these sort of ideas. So something to, for the imagination to sort of get you thinking about what's going to come in this camera. Full sensor, large quad pixel autofocus. Quad pixel autofocus. There's been rumors about that for a fair bit. This is probably one of the ones that may be fairly accurate. Uh, if it is, look, that's going to be good. The full sensor range, no, so not 90%, 80%. Every inch of that sensor you can focus on. Landscape photographers are going to love that. Being able to 
focus bracket and focus stack to the nth degree. Uh, that's pretty darn cool. Uh, some wild stuff there. 15.5 stops of dynamic range. That's a hell of a lot. Uh, that global shutter and will help with, assist with that. And the sensor's obviously got a just packed full of technology. So that's possible, I think. It's, it's still a big leap, um, but it's, yeah, again, 15, it's, it's one of those ones that's actually possible. This next one's where I sort of, uh, it's a little bit tricky. They're saying ISO 160 to 1,638,400. Now that's a defined number, so it's like, well, how do you just pluck that number out? But 1 million ISO, now I think the A7S3 goes to about 120,000 or something and lets you shoot at night and stuff, and that's pretty cool. I think it even goes up to maybe 400,000. So is 1.6 million, like, is that just, that's the only one I thought, well, maybe that's just a, a clerical area. I'm, I sort of would guesstimate that if it was 160,000, I believe that, 1.6 million, I think this that would be the one that possibly a typo in Canon rumors. So uh, I can't imagine 1.6 million ISO, that's just ridiculous. Um, I'm not sure what that would look like or if that's even possible. Um, but 168, if it was 150,000, that's probably believable because AS7S3 is around that sort of border, so that's okay. That's five axis IBIS in it, uh, nine stops of stabilization. That's pretty darn amazing. But I think it's, I think uh, Olympus is about the best. I think that's about six or seven. So even again, somehow they've got better than that. So look, again, I don't know how they've done it. This camera is just pretty darn crazy. Uh, 3.5 inch OLED 1280 nit touchscreen 10 bit 120 hertz screen on the back. That's pretty darn cool. And I think that's feasible because phones 120 hertz, the touchscreen, the OLED screens. So basically, it's taking an Apple iPhone screen or a Samsung S20 screen, chopping it down to a little three and a half inch one, and pump it on the back of your camera. For the money you're paying, there shouldn't be any reason why that isn't feasible. Uh, it's what they should all be because I know even on my uh, RP in bright daylight, which I get a lot, it is a pain in the ass to try and do that. And I've constantly got to go to the uh, viewfinder to, to check stuff because it, there's no way it can handle this Australian summer and the, how bright it gets here. So uh, definitely good to get a proper proper view uh, display on the back there. Um, viewfinder. 120 hertz, 9.4 um, million megapixels, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Again, I think that's possibly one. I think there was one six or seven million, one of the Sonys last year. Um, I can't remember which model it was, but there's one around the six or seven million. Nine million, look, it's possibly feasible. It's a tiny little thing. Again, it's all digital with the technology you've got now. I can see that as being a possibility. Um, now, price. 8,500 US dollars, that's the guesstimate. That's gonna be around 11 to 12,000 Australian, I'd say, roughly. And that's probably, for if, if this is for real, what's on these specs or anywhere near close to that, well, that's gonna be guaranteed. I think the 1DX3 was 10 and a half. Uh, this is next level, next level, on top of the next level to the next level. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is any, possibly even up to 15, with the price of the R5s and that, they're around the seven to 8,000. Uh, it's gonna be a big gap. This is gonna be a pro, pro camera. 
Um, it's going to be at least, I think, 12,000 Australian, if not up, if this is anything to be closely or remotely part of it. So, look, hey, it, there's some amazing ideas, at least in there. It gives you, it's like, I guess, if you go back to the 60s and 70s and they, they sort of made movies about what the future was going to be like. Back to the Future, what was Back to the Future going to be like? If, if you think of that sort of space, like if people start thinking about it, then you start building the technology to go towards that, and then there. So having the ideas there and putting them down on paper, it gets people thinking about it, gets gets companies going, well, geez, this, people are excited about this, let's do it. We weren't going to even actually try and get 1.6 million ISO, but hey, you know, they want it, so let's get it in there. Um, stuff like that, and it, it makes people drive to go if no one ever said, well, we're going to go to the moon, well, no one else would ever want to go to the moon. So I think it's sort of a little bit inspirational to, to have those massive goals. And big companies like Sony and Canon should be trying to push themselves to the nth degree and, and make these ridiculous cameras that cost ridiculous amounts that no one's going to touch. Um, because then that, again, that technology. If you didn't have a Formula One car that did insanity around a racetrack, then you wouldn't be able to drive a Corolla at 200 k's an hour around the streets and feel safe. Um, so it's, I think, look, as much as this is like a like every photographer's wet dream, um, a lot of it's probably not going to be close to that. Apart from, I think one thing's going to be pretty much spot the dog. That price margin, it's going to be well in excess of 10,000 in Australia. 10 to 12, I think that's going to be probably you could probably put that as just about bank on it. Um, the other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's, if anything, I would have to say that the back screen, I could say that is definitely achievable because we've got it in our phones. Um, so that's without a doubt. I think they can definitely achieve that and the viewfinder, they could probably achieve that. The other stuff, it's all up in the air. But look, pretty fun. A lot of fun to just to think about something like that. Think kind of rumors, you sort of just open up that sort of engagement with everyone and get everyone's ideas and thoughts uh it's always fun to see people arguing about what's going to be in there nah that's not going to be in there nah, so it's, oh mate old mate said this no Jono said that so yeah it should be cool now also over in canon rumors uh rumors about a new menu system an upgraded system uh maybe to come out in this r1 um not sure what it is this early days um just from a reliable source so this one's a little bit more legit um but we could see canon upgrading or developing a whole new system and cleaning up and somehow making it a bit fluid so they can put more put more features in and make it easily accessible. Um, if you stay stagnant all the time, obviously after a while, it becomes old and people want to change up. Uh, Sony's just redid all theirs up and everyone was really happy with theirs, so the new system. Um, Canon's is a good, easy system to use, but everything can always be improved. There's never a perfect, so there's always a way to make it better, make it smoother, make it faster, quicker, easier to understand. Um, so look, that I think that'll happen. Now also, um, from a reliable source, it's the first half of the year in Canon, uh, they're saying there's gonna be pretty much nothing. The second half is when all the action's gonna come. Now, if the Olympics goes ahead in Japan, which that's pretty dicey at the moment still, I don't think that COVID things 19's finished with everyone and destroying all our plans if that does go ahead you may get some of the pros there using the r1 as, or testing it um more than likely it'll all start in the second half of the year that apparently canon's going to have 
one big event and pull like an Apple event and announce a heap of new lenses, a new camera, which will probably be the R1 and whatever else. The, the, the rumors are there's gonna be a big event, it's gonna be second half and it's more lenses than they've ever released before in one year. So if you Canon fans, not much until second half, save your tax dollars. If you need something, you're probably gonna need it now and last you six months. Uh, probably save it up for a new Apple M1X laptop, which we talked about last night. That might be a better solution for your money for the first half. Now, uh, Lauer, uh, Camera Conspiracies, uh, he's got some info. A heap of new lenses coming out from Lauer. Went over, checked their websites, uh, the World One and Australia, nothing on there. But he's saying we've got uh, 25mm Micro Four Thirds, 0.95. All, the, all these are 0.95 except the last one. Um, an APS-C 33mm, 0.95, a 35 and a 45mm full frame, 0.95 lens, um, and a 12-24 f5.6. Uh, all a little bit heavy, but if you've, we've talked about Lauer, we've got the filler links, they're amazing lenses, they do a fantastic job. Um, these are going to be pretty cool, and they're going to sell, I think, really well. 0.95, that's going to, it's a lot of fast glass, and it's going to, a lot of it seems a little video eccentric. That 12 to 24 is interesting, uh, depending on the cost. That's probably why they've gone so high as a 5.6 in that to maybe reduce the cost to give us an option for us guys that don't have a big budget to get a really nice lens off Lauer and, and get that nice little mechanical zoom in there. Because I'd be definitely interested in to try that because you know the quality is going to be fantastic. And the last but not least, look, LTT or LTT, Linus Tech Tips. He's got the other channel, Short Circuit. Now, there's two videos you probably want to watch. We talked about Starlink a heap. Um, today, I watched the video where Starlink, they tested it. And yeah, blew me socks off. Makes me even more excited for when it gets here for mid-year in Australia. Uh, pulling 138 megs download speed from the satellite. Um, 25 megs up, upload, which is insane. Um, just picture that in the middle of the Simpson Desert getting 138 megs download and 25 out. So you're out, doing the photo shoot in the bush, you take this satellite dish. Now the satellite dish, I'm trying to get some information on size. Um, it's pretty easy to set up. Uh, that's easy part. Just the weight and dimensions. Um, it'd be good to see if it's gonna be something that we can carry in a case or some sort of specialized case. Put it on a plane or put it in the back of your car and take it with you. Set it up at your camp and do all your work out in the bush. That would be awesome, some sort of travel internet, which would be insane. Then you'd only have one bill, would make everything so much easier. Um, obviously it acts as a Wi-Fi hotspot for your phone, so that ends all your data link. Um, it's uncapped data, so you've got endless data, so you pay the one price, you get unlimited data. So that's just gonna blow the doors off Telstra Optus and all the crappy telecommunication companies we have in Australia. So I can't wait, I'm super excited. Um, <clears throat> If I can find some more details on the weight of this dish and the size, it literally probably about yay big. Um, so it's not massive, don't know the weight. The weight's probably the big one. If I can get those dimensions, the weight's for you, I'll let you know because that's pretty darn interesting as an option. Um, if you are a mobile photographer um, or working bush, if you're in a maintenance thing or a mining, that you can have it basically in the back of your ute or some sort of specialized setup or your um, SUV, Take this with you, set up your camp, boom, set up your internet, hook it up, tune it in, and then away you go, because tuning up is just on an app and it's pretty darn easy. 
Um, so definitely something for the guys that need to get internet on the move uh, because definitely in Australia, it is terrible. I think I get here about 15 megs download and I have to go through my phone because the free Wi-Fi is only two megs. So it's just not even, might as well go back to 1995 uh, when we didn't even have decent computers. And then I think I get about um, like six or seven upload from my phone. So, and I've got to pay more than what it costs a month for that, just for my phone, just to keep it going and I only get 100, 180 gig a month on my phone. So super pumped, uh, look, looks really good. So you can go to Short Circuit to see the unboxing of the actual unit and how they set it up. Go check that video. Um, and then go watch Linus Tech Tips, the video that came out today, I think it was, or yesterday. Uh, he games on it, he shows you what he can do. He had four 4K videos playing at once uh, on the satellite. So very, very cool. And as I said the, the other day or last week, I think it was, or the other day, Elon's come out in Twitter and said that by the end of the year, that's gonna double in speed. So we're talking 300 meg, maybe 40 to 50 upload. Wow. Uh, the world, world is changing and I think it's gonna be for the better except when I'm going to edit out all the satellites out of the Astro photos, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's the end of the week. It's a good way to end some super positive stuff for us uh, people that live in the bush. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll see you all again on Monday. Where are you going this way? That way. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.